And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this hump day. Casey Jisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Partner, looks like you got something ready to queue up. Oh, what we got do going I on? Ever have something. Who let the dogs hey. out? Hey. Who let the dogs out? LCO gets a big win. Over Golden Meadow yesterday, they take care of business. They get a big parish rivalry matchup victory over Golden Meadow, 26 to nothing. Um, they did what they needed to do. They took care of business. They played um, much better in the second half. The first half was a little sluggish. Keegan you know, said he didn't like his team's effort, thought they were a little tight, thought they played better in the second half. Um, on the flip side to that, talking to Derek Brune, they put in a whole new game plan for this week. Um, they said, hey, man, I didn't think we could block them, so we decided to spread the field. And I'll be honest with you, and you and I talked about this both on and off the air, if Golden Meadow could have punched a few in early, <laughs> LCO would have been wiping some sweat off their brow. It would have been a much different game. So on one hand, 26 nothing is the score a lot of folks would have expected. But on the flip side to that, I think it was a closer 26 nothing game than Much, what a lot yes. of folks would anticipate. Yeah, and look, uh, and, and we talked about it during the broadcast where if Golden Medal would have had a, a week or two to, uh, to practice this new formation they came out with, and, uh, man, who knows. But uh, give Coach Bruni and his staff a lot of credit and, and also the, the Bulldogs coaching staff because – they were thrown something they haven't seen all year, and those kids on the field adjusted to it. Yep, and, and made stops when they had to, and, and and scored when they you know when they had to. I think the running backs from LCO, uh, Filinich and uh, oh man, number five, Hunter, Hunter. yeah, <laughs> five Filinich, and eleven, five, yeah, uh, Lakin Filinich and uh, Kale Hunter. <laughs> Man, they, they ran the ball hard, and you got to give the credit credit offensive line opening up some big holes. And Casey, what I came uh, throughout the, the the whole season impressed with, and and look back uh, beginning of the season, the teams that we, you know we saw play, we covered the LCO Golden Matter every one of their games. The improvement made yep. from the first game. We covered it until last night's game is tremendous. Yep. No, I agree with that 100%. And, and the coaching staffs at LCO and Golden Meadow, I think, deserve a lot of credit. And not just local, but throughout the parish, teams got so much better. And I, I just – the uh, the coaching that we have on the middle school level is darn good. We and, got um, – I agree with you 100%. We actually have some other scores from last night's games to share that would indicate exactly of what you just said. Um, Raceland defeated Lockport last night, but it was a barn burner that came down to the final play. Raceland gets a 14-12 win over Lockport last night. Um, according to Jacob Allen, it was uh, back and forth, tick for tat, uh, tough game. Um, man, Coach Allen sent me a Facebook note, said he's feeling sick this morning because they attempted to go for two-point conversions instead of extra points, and at the end of the day, if they would have kicked the two extra points, they would have maybe got a tie out of it. But Raceland wins the game. Lockport plays extremely tough. And, dude, I got to tell you, and I've said this a couple of times, man, 
And I told Jacob Allen exactly this uh, in my rebuttal to his Facebook message explaining what happened at the game. You combine Lockport, you combine Raceland, you combine Bayou Blue, you got a feisty-ass little team that's yes. going to be going to Central Lafourche. That's that's a good little group that's going to be going to Central Lafourche, man. Yeah, and look, yeah, he might be upset, but you still you have to make the kicks. And with the snap, the, at this level, the snap, the hold, and the kick, you know, and they got a good kicker. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more involved than just kicking. But uh, you're right, the talent level uh, in the central area is pretty solid. Thibodeau, they combined already to school, but they're going to have uh, six ward. Six ward joining them. They got some players now. Yeah, they do. They they got a couple guys that, that are going to contribute uh, on the high school level. And uh, down the bayou here, Again, I'm just impressed with the uh, improvement made. These these guys are going to make their mark next year on the high school level. So Lockport actually scored with a minute left, missed the two-point conversion. Raceland gets the football and takes a knee, so they win 14-12. to In the Paris Championship game last night, Thibodeau Middle School gets a 38-15 to win over E.D. White. Um, and that one also, uh, watching it back last night, that one also was closer than what the score would indicate. Thibodeau had their way. And by the way, in the next segment of the show, we're going to have their coach, Joe Riley, on to talk about his team winning the Paris Championship. We'll have B.J. Young on at 12, and we're going to try to get Taylor Griffin at 12.15. He said, and I quote, I'm a game-time decision. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll try to see if we could get Turtle on at 12.15. Just um, put a basketball goal up or somebody. <laughs> give him a basketball. He's playing. <laughs> right. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to have him on. We'll have Joe on in the next segment. But last night's game, man, like it felt like E.D. White lived at the 25-yard line and were about to go in. And then it just felt like Thibodeau would just stiffen up their defense and would make plays and would do things to keep them out. And then once they had possession, they kind of ran wild. So it was a close, hard-fought game there. Thibodeau just had a little bit more explosiveness. They get a 38-15 to win over E.D. White. Congratulations to Joe and the staff there. They win the Paris Championship. E.D. White takes Paris runners up. Raceland takes third. LCO takes fourth in what was a very competitive and very fun Lafouche Parish Middle School season. In case you know, back uh, over uh, during the summer, we had, uh, had spoke and we made some comments, I think on air too, that we were going to uh, up the ante, if you will, with uh, bringing some broadcasts and all that. And I just want to go ahead and thank Truck and KLEB 102.7, yeah, 1600 AM for uh, allowing us to broadcast these middle school games. A lot of positive feedback I see going on at different places. But um, don't forget, you know, uh, the radio station that uh, broadcasting these games also because I think uh, it's a big service to the community. And we're looking forward to bringing uh, up Danny again. Uh, no doubt. More with some coverage of uh, some high school and middle school uh, basketball starting real soon. No so doubt, again, Bubba. Again, thanks to Truck and – uh, coastal broadcasting. Very, very well said, my man. Uh, so, yeah, we wrap that season up, and then we move into the winter sports season, which will be coming up around the corner. Uh, we've still, of course, got the fall sports for high school that are roaring hot and heavy, and that leads us into our um, Week 9. We've got a Week 9 matchup tomorrow in the area. HL Bourgeois will be taking on South Terrebonne. Um, Probably not any playoff implications involved in that one, but boy, they've got a lot of games in this area that do have a ton of playoff implications in Week 9. 
we've got a lot of teams that I think are kind of sort of starting their playoff journeys right now, um, including South Lafouche. We mentioned this last night. Got to beat Ellender. I mean, if you lose to Ellender, you're out. Um, so that's a must win. That's a win and advance to Week 10 type of thing for them. Central Lafouche and Hanville. Hanville has to have it and has to have a bunch of help. Um, don't think that just winning their games will be enough for them. I think they've got to win and they've got to get a bunch of help. Destrehan and East St. John. If East St. John wants to be at home in the opening round, got to find a way to win that one. Don't know if they're going to be good enough to do it going on the road and taking on Destrehan, but got to find a way to win that one. Um, man, you look, Thibodeau. Thibodeau needs to find some wins here coming home. They're playing Destrehan. Dre said, hey, if we win one of the two, um, we're in. But he also said we better beat Terrebonne because they know that it's going to be a big challenge to beat Destrehan, so they're taking on Terrebonne. That one's an interesting one to me because you have a Thibodeau team that's talented enough to do it, and you got a Terrebonne team that's riding so high right now, and that's frankly, and I don't mean this as an insult, but frankly it's a group that's not used to having that level of success might be an opportunity for Thibodeau to maybe scare them in a little bit of a trap game there. That one's going to be interesting to see on Friday. Thibodeau, um, was that their record? If they uh, Three and four. So if so if they win one or two, they would be four and five. Four and five. Get a losing record, and they have a shot getting into the playoffs. Same as East Ascension. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess it goes to show you, you your schedule uh, has a lot to do with it. Look, bro. The thing that's helping Thibodeau, and and I mean this with. No disrespect. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything negative. I'm not trying to say that anybody had any ulterior motives. Nothing like that. Them getting a no contest in that Hanville game that they were losing in in the second half helped. Four and five could get them in. Four and six would not have gotten them in. So they won that exchange, assuming that Hanville would have held on and won that game, which is a big assumption. But it was yeah, a fairly yeah, close game. Yeah, you never know. Um, but that, I think, Thibodeau got the better end of that exchange, even though, obviously, it was a very traumatic experience that they had to endure with, you know, hearing the shots and everything like that. Um, Ellen, there's not a postseason team. They're taking on South Lafouche. South Lafouche has to have it. Um, Lutcher trying to get back on the horse. It's actually a pretty big game for Morgan City. Um, Morgan City's right on the cusp. They're going to get a bunch of power points for playing a winning program. Don't anticipate that game being competitive, but Morgan City's going to get some points. Um as we mentioned, South Terrebonne and HL. Vanderbilt and Assumption is the big one, right? Vanderbilt's making the trip out to Assumption. Can they make our district a big three-way tie? Or can Will Broussard and his crew um, clinch it outright? Um, Will Broussard, I mean, excuse me, Tommy Minton told us earlier in the week, we have probably the most variance of anybody in the area in that Vanderbilt's sitting at like 13 or 12, something like that right now. If they win out, if they beat Assumption, which is you know six seven win team, they beat South Lafouche, which is going to probably be a five win team. They could get into like the top eight, but if they lose to Assumption, they lose to South Lafouche, they could drop out of the top sixteen and not even be at home at all in the opening round. So Vanderbilt is of the local teams, the team that has the must the most to gain in terms of how much they could go up or how big they could fall. Um, District championships are one thing, but playoff positioning is another. That's a huge game, and it will be very interesting to see how that Terrier front, which is still fairly young but is better this year than last, handles that power running game of assumption because, boy, when you got Reese Turner and Jacobs running at you, whew, 
That's uh, two tall drinks of water to take down. Yeah, and uh, it, it's going to – look, Vanderbilt, their non-district schedule was brutal. Yeah, it was. And everyone will say, well, when they get into district play, you know, it's going to get easier. And it, it, it does. Be honest, it, it does. I mean, uh, Assumption is not a St. Charles team, you know, same as the Tarpons. But that's some tough games they have to play down the stretch the last two games – of the season, it ain't, I don't think it'd be any cakewalks nope. for them. They're gonna have to uh, prepare and be ready to go because Assumption's still playing. They want to stay in that top four, and the Tarpons might be playing to get in. So it's gonna be some battles. We've got, I think, the game that there's the most uncertainty about in the area is gonna be Ed White and Sam Houston. Um, last week, uh, Sam Houston scored. 47 points against Karen Crow. I mean, we know what Karen Crow is. That's an exceptional football program. Hell, they're number one in the state in Division One select right now. And now you're facing a team that just lost to them 49-47 in Sam Houston. They got to make the trip to Thibodeau. E.D. White has played quality competition, right? I'm not trying to say that they have a soft schedule by any stretch. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat Assumption. Blew both of them out. But this is probably going to be their biggest test to date, taking on a 5A school that has a bunch of wins and that's coming in hot. I'm very interested to see this result. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, E.D. White went on the road and actually won this game. Let me see. Last year, E.D. White went on the road and beat him 21-14. going to be very curious to see how this year's version of that one goes down. That's going to be a fun football game to track on Friday. I think it can be a shootout. If Sam Houston ain't ready to stop the option, yeah. And I do think that Sam Houston's going to score. I mean, if you score 47 on the number one team in Division One Select, you've got athletes, you've got playmakers. Yeah, that one might be one where we see both teams get into the 30s. Yeah, and look, E.D. White's defense is pretty darn good too. And, so. and, and that'll be one where I think that E.D. White might, how can I say this, play more of the old E.D. White offense. This year they're extending the field. They're throwing the ball a little bit. They're big plays. This one might be one where they go back to eight-minute drives, 10-minute drives, take the air out of the ball, try to stay ahead of the chains to keep their defense off the field and then protect themselves. So that'll be a fun one. That's at, uh, at Thibodeau on Friday, maybe the most interesting game of the weekend. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to a Paris champion and a guy who <laughs> got a Gatorade bath because I saw it on social media. Joe Riley, we'll see if he's warmed up after his team gets a 38-15 to win. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. 
3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. We are making the effort to get Coach Joe Riley squared away. He said he was good to go, didn't answer the phone. I mean, these guys are teachers, man. He, who knows what might have happened. He might be in a class, might not have heard his phone ring. We're confident at some point today we're going to get Joe squared away. His team got the, got the Parish Championship victory last night, defeating uh, previously undefeated in Parish play. i got to clarify, undefeated in Parish play, because if not, all the Vanderbilt people will yell and scream and say, oh, well, we beat E.D. White earlier this year. Yes, you did, uh, but E.D. White was undefeated in Lafouche Parish games. Um, and it sounds like we are getting Coach Joe Riley squared away right now. So in just a second, we'll have him on the line as his uh, Thibodeau Warriors went undefeated, and now they begin their Parish journey. So we go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we welcome Coach Joe Riley to the show. Coach Joe, good morning, buddy. How are we doing? Morning. How y'all doing? Good, bro. Uh, big night for your team last night. You clinched the outright Paris Championship. You finished the season undefeated. Get a big win against E.D. White. Um, boy, I'm sure you were awfully proud of that, man. Yeah, we were, we were proud of the kids' effort and um, just staying focused throughout the long, uh, long year. We we started kind of early because we, we played a few extra scrimmages and an extra jamboree just to get some work in. But whenever you can get uh, 11 to 14, 15 year old to lock in for eight, nine weeks. That that that's always uh, a positive thing. Man, I was kind of watching the game back last night, and I really think the story of the game is that you guys bent a lot but never broke. It felt like Ed White was driving deep in your territory a lot, but couldn't punch it in. And then, boy, your offense was explosive, breaking some long runs. Your your defense gave up some, but didn't give up the big ones, and I think that was the big difference. Right, absolutely. Uh, we 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 pride ourselves on, uh, you know, when we watch film, just the coaches and myself, we study and uh, whatever they do well with, we try to take that away, just to give them something else they got to think about and try to do something else. So we knew they were a big triple team where they want to get the fullback going, and once they you key on him, they want to pull it with the quarterback and. You know, we made a concerted effort uh, with the reverse. And, you know, one thing that I wasn't pleased with that we worked on the last few days was not giving up those deep balls, man. But, you know, that's kind of our uh, forte. We're a little aggressive 
and sometimes we're over-aggressive on defense and those guys get caught looking in the backfield and, you know, it happens and we busted a couple of coverages. But, yeah, we, we bent, but we didn't break, you know. Brother, you got the infamous Gatorade bath last night. What are you feeling, man, when you're feeling that cold chill run through your body and you know, hey, man, this goal that we set a win in Parrish, we finally did it. it. must be a moment that you're going to remember for a long time. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, a, a lot of the credit, you know, it, it tends to go to the, the the guy running the show. But, man, my coaches do a great job game planning and coming up with a plan. And, and my kids do an even better job of, of, of locking in and, and being focused uh, and, and knowing what we're doing and when we're doing it and, and how we want to do it. So that, that, that pleases me. The most, but they they only got half of it with the Gatorade. <laughs> I was able to escape it, and I kind of threw it on them. So you know, because I'm always I, I I forgot last night to empty the water jug. That's what I normally do at the end of the game. If it's a big game like that, just dump it out so I don't have to worry about that. But they had fun with it, and look, the kids were excited, and you know, it it, it it's just. Is driving the climate of our school right now, man. We needed something good like that to happen early with a new school just to drive the climate for the rest of the school year. For sure, man. Look, um, you guys uh, have a lot of explosive playmakers, kids that were able to do great work. Um, shout out some of your eighth graders that made a difference, man. Those boys deserve to have their names called out on the air. Uh, you know, Braden Perkles, uh, he's just a, a phenomenal kid. You know, uh, he wasn't with East or West, and he moved uh, uh, over the summer. He, he's one of the kids that we leaned on heavily. You know, a lot of people don't know it, but uh, Robert Tarver was actually hurt. You know, and he, and he gutted it out last night. Uh, Julian Blackman. And look, man, I got to give a shout-out to my quarterback because he probably played his best football game on last night. And we finally kind of unleashed him on defense. He's probably a defensive guy by nature, but he did what he had to do for the team and played quarterback and sacrificed maybe not playing defense the rest of the year to keep from getting injured. But I turned him loose last night, and he had a – heck of a game last night. But, man, my hat's got to go off to, to the offensive line. Man, they've been solid all year, the defensive line. And, you know, just, just the entire – even the kids that don't play much, man, they know their role. If they get in on special teams, that's my one chance to do what I got to do for the team. Coach, uh, brand-new school with Thibodeau Middle, uh, combining uh -huh. East and West. Uh, looking back, and I don't know if you had time to yet, but what was your, your biggest hurdle? Y'all had to overcome this year. Well, the, the, the biggest hurdle was the buy-in. Uh, you know, uh, that that that's always the biggest thing when you have something new. And you know, uh, half of the kids didn't know me and never dealt with me. So uh, it, it's just it's always the buy-in to get them to realize that this is how it is. And this is how it's going to be. You either going to get in line or, or you can't be a part of this. And look, the kids did a tremendous job once they figured out, hey, I don't think this guy's playing. We might need to, to do what he's asking us to do if we want to be a part of this. And, you know, that's always the biggest, uh, biggest uh, thing is the, is the buy-in. And they, those guys did a great job of doing that, man. Joe, I, I might be confusing you with somebody else, but if I remember right, you're a Cowboys fan, right? No, Chicago Bears. Okay, Chicago Bears. Okay, I knew it wasn't the Saints. 
Tell us about your Bears, man. They're going to get the first pick in the draft or what? Oh, man, we might win a few games, man. So <laughs> I don't. we might get the second pick if Carolina keeps losing, though. Hey, there you go. And so that leads you to my next question. Then I then I let you get back to school, man. Are you sold on Justin Fields being the guy going forward? I am. I, I'm sold on him. I, 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 you know, as a as a coach, you never want to question other coaches, but I just I think we got to do some things that 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 go to his strengths offensively. You know, he's one of those guys that got to get hit a few times in the game before he can actually get in the game. That's what I saw in college. So, you know, and, and look, man, we don't have many weapons to go with that guy, yeah. man. Offensive line is kind of terrible. I think we've had five or six different starting offensive line in in seven or eight weeks. So that that's always a bad thing it, at any level of football when you can't find any consistency with the interior guys. But – uh you know, I mean, I'm always going to be there. And, uh, you know, we got a big win last week against Las Vegas. So I'm kind of excited going into a couple weeks when we play the Saints. There you go, brother. Hey, congratulations. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll chat again soon, brother. Yeah, thank you all for having me, man. And thanks for everything y'all do for these middle school kids. Yes, sir. That is Coach Joe Riley doing an excellent job with Thibodeau Middle. It's not easy to do what they did, merge two groups into <laughs> no. one. Um that's a lot of kids that were maybe expecting to play all game that now are situational players, kids who were expecting to be situational players who maybe weren't playing at all. Um, they meshed. Last night they had some injuries. They had a little flu bug. He didn't mention that, but they had a little flu bug, a bug that went through, um, and they took care of business, win the Paris Championship. Thibodeau Middle School is so lucky to have Joe Riley yeah, he's a good at dude. their school. Uh, he uh, brings a lot, offers a lot to that school, and uh, – People might why he don't want he he had his stint at high school he he was a head high school high school football coach uh, outstanding track coach and uh, if he wanted to he he can go on a, on a high school level and take over uh, any program uh, in our area he, he's a uh, he, he's definitely an asset and he, he does such a great job you know what's funny to me <laughs> is we have these dudes on and I always laugh like okay I'm asking about his uh, asking him about his team. And he's answering the questions, but you could tell like there's a little coach speak there using some of the cliches and whatever it may be. But then whenever I ask him about the team that he roots for in the NFL, oh, the offensive line's yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's always crazy how much more freely the information comes out whenever that you ask them about some of the things that aren't related to their program. But let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to B.J. Young of South Lafouche High School. His Tarpons are uh, preparing for Ellender on Friday in the Swamp. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. 
Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Welcome back to Play by Play here. Jack Johnson got me shaking a leg in the studio. We go to the phone lines for the second time today. It's Wednesday at noon. It means it's time to go to South Lafouche. We got BJ Young lined up. BJ, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Good, man. Y'all? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Tarpons are preparing for Ellender Memorial on Friday night. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat this. There's no way to say it any more bluntly. If you guys want to make the playoffs, you have to win. Uh, talk about the preparations for the Patriots so far. Yeah, you know, if we, if we want to uh, get in, you know, it looks like we have to win the next two. So, first one up is Ellender. You know, um, look, we've had – you, you got to – you know, you look at the rec- – the kids, you know, they're not stupid, man. They look at the records and they they watch them and, you know, they think – you got to you got to try to humble them sometimes because they – if you don't take them seriously, they, they, they'll beat you. You know, they got athletes um, at every position. Um, you know, they play hard. You know, it just for whatever reason, it's not going their way. So, you know, our big, our big kind of selling point to the kids is, you know, we gotta, we gotta approach this like it would be, you know, any other game. And, um, you know, it's important to go out there and get a win. Gotta ask you, man. I know you're probably tired of answering the question, but you guys are a little beat up. Um, are some of those guys gonna be back? And then the the one that I'm not familiar with the diagnosis yet. Can you tell us about Jacias's injury? Because look. I think that's one of the most underrated players on your football team, but it didn't look good on Friday. Can you give us an update? Yeah, look, I, man, I honestly don't know. I, uh, you know, Cage waiting to go see see a hand deal, see if they can put a cast in play. Uh, Maddox went to a specialist yesterday, kind of day by day. Um, Jakaius, I don't think he's he's been to a doctor yet. So, um, you know, I honestly don't know, man. That's uh, which is kind of an uncomfortable feeling. To be honest, you know, because you, you really don't know kind of where you're at with stuff. Um, so we, same thing, kind of, you know, preparing for for different positions and um, have some guys going both ways. You know, we got to put the best guys we got out there to try to, you know, sell out and win these next two. For sure, man. What are some things you're seeing with Ellender on film? Obviously, it's been a rough season for them, but I know they got a talented quarterback. I know they got a talented running back. What are some things you're seeing on film with them? Yeah, I, I think it's a team that if you take lightly, they can, they can beat you. You know, they got speed. They got guys that can make plays. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I, I think you, you got to do a good job of, you know, throwing the records out the window and just kind of uh, preparing like you would any other week, I think, because um can really put a damper on the season, man, if you go out here and lose Friday night, uh, you know, so and, and kind of put an end to it early. So I think it's important for us to go out there with a, with, with a lot of energy and good intensity and, and try to jump on them quick. Yeah, for sure, man. Look, last night was a big middle school game in our area. LCO taking on Golden Meadow. Did you guys have a chance as a staff to watch that? And, and what are some of the things you guys are expecting to get from the Lions and the Bulldogs in the next couple of years? Yeah, you know, we we, try, we, we balanced both of them. It was volleyball night, uh, senior night as well. So we, we was able to juggle a little bit of both. Um, look, I think, I think um, 
you know, you're going to get some kids that are going to fight. You know, it was good to see kind of Golden Meta move the ball a little bit um, through the air. You know, get to see kind of if you got a kid that can come in and throw it a little bit for you. And um, Look, I, I honestly don't think the score is indicative to what to what the game looked like. I thought it was a, a closer game as far as the two teams were all concerned. So I, I think that's good news. I think you'll get athletes from both teams. So one of the things that um, I know they do at E.D. White is with their eighth grade program, they put in the option and they run it there. Would you ever be in favor of, you know, maybe going to LCO and Golden Meadow and, and not trying to run their programs, but maybe try to teach them some of the route trees or some of the principles so that it's not as much learning when they're ninth graders? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be a good idea, you know, but I, I try not to get too involved with them, man. You know, honestly, it's, it's kind of their shows and – um but I hope they would know if the, the door is always open, you know, if they wanted to come, you know, talk or whatever, or try to get kind of on the same page and things. I think that it's an advantage, man, when you can get them kids learning at a younger age and they're not running the whole the whole deal, obviously. You know, it's a bunch of stuff. But just kind of taking your bread and butter and kind of, you know, throwing it to them early. But, um, look, both programs do good enough job without me helping, you know. So, um, but the door is always open, man. I, I love talking ball, and, and I know them guys do too. For sure, man. Look, taking on Ellender um, this coming week uh, looks like a matchup where you guys, on paper, are expected to win. And you mentioned a second ago, hey, you're you're making sure that the kids are focused and locked in. Um, look, man, against Morgan City, you guys were in the same spot. And I'll be honest, for the first half, I thought you guys were maybe kind of being a little lackadaisical at times. Do you kind of use that as a learning lesson and a teaching tool? Hey, bro, let's not let that happen again. Yeah, you know, um, Kind of use it as a wake-up call at halftime. You know, I thought our team played better in the second half. But, um, you know, kind of like Morgan City, man. When you look at Morgan City, you know, and not not for, like, historically who they've been in the past, they, they got athletes, you know. Um, they got some receivers that can play. I think, like I said, I, I, I said earlier on, I think if somebody could get the quarterback, you know, I think he's super talented, you know. Um, I think he could be a, a steal for one of the colleges, I think. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I mean that. I think he's a good player. Um, Ellen is kind of the same way, man. You come out there sleepwalking, and they can throw a hitch, and that guy make a guy miss, and we're not going to be able to catch him, you know. Um, so we, we got to really come out and, and uh, you know, swarm to the ball with, with some new faces, man, honestly. You know, um, yeah, a lot of them aren't going to play this week. You know, we're going to try to get them healed up for next week. So um, try to get out this one, you know, with a win and, and uh, try to make that last push to try to get in the playoffs. Coach, reclassification year. Uh, I know the Tarpons will be in 4A, but what are y'all hearing, if anything, on uh, division and playoff-wise for next year? Yeah, kind of just mixed reviews, honestly, man. All word-of-mouth stuff, you know. You, it comes out of 4A, but you still kind of wanted a bigger 4A. So, you know, where, where do they draw the line in the division stuff, you know? Um, you know, so I guess we'll wait and see, you know. Uh, sure you hear something about it, you know, fairly soon. You know, I... Like we said earlier, I think or a few weeks ago, I don't think it's super fair that 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 a school whatever came out nine hundred fifty five kids or something like that got to play against like a Dutch town who's got like twenty six hundred, and you, you know you expect it to go out there and and, and win. That's just kind of not a, not a fair uh, pool of kids to pull from, man. A, a fair measuring stick, really. BJ, one of the things that I've been asking the Terrebonne Parish coaches, and it's the same issue for you. They are hoping to someday get in a world where they don't all have to play one another. Tyler Lewis is saying right now, hey, look, they make me play Ellen there in South Terrebonne. Those are two of my poorest PowerPoint earning games. It's hurting my position. 
You guys are in a similar situation. You have to play or supposedly have to play Thibodeau and Central Lafouche. Those are two of your lowest PowerPoint earning games. So if I told you today, B.J. Young, you're the new superintendent of Lafouche Parish Schools, um, would you alter that rule? Would you maybe try to play him in the Jamboree or a scrimmage instead? How would you adjust that? Or are you just okay playing with them every year? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to win the games. You know, I think, obviously, the Central and South Lafouche ones are going. I think the Thibodeau and South Lafouche is a good one. You know, it's, um, you know, but but it is hard, man. When you're looking at getting in, you know, um, if you look at just this year, for example, all right, we'll, we'll use the and, – and look, I'm, and, I, and, the, and the killer is this. I think you could win or lose every year. You know, we could beat Thibodeau any year, but they can easily beat us. Or we could beat Central Lafouche, or they can easily beat us, you know. But um, – if you look at this year, for example, Central Lafouche will get you 10 or 11 points, depending on if they beat H.L. Bourgeois or not. And then Thibodeau, I believe, has maybe I don't know, East St. John and Destrahan. I, I want to say I could be wrong, or maybe Terrebonne. I think it may be Terrebonne and Destrahan. I think it was when I looked. Um, which is two, obviously, you know, quality opponents. Terrebonne's pretty hot. And then, I mean, Destrahan hadn't lost a game in eight years, right? So, um, eight. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're looking at like. Um, you know, they got three wins now, so maybe having four, you, you know, so it, it does, man. It, it kind of hurts you in the end when you're looking at it. Um, when you can go schedule a team that's going to get five, six wins that you feel really comp- confident that you can beat, you know. So instead of having a 10 and a four-point week, you can maybe have like a 16 and a 15-point week, which, I mean, if, if, if you run difference. the numbers, I mean, Coach Collie's been in a long time. That helps, man. It yes. does. And that's just honest yes. opinion. But I do enjoy playing Thibodeau and Central. So it'd be mixed feelings, man, because I think it's good games. It's, it's good – good for everybody in the communities i know people look forward to those two games it's just when you look at it for the long haul you know it might be better options but either way man it's okay because i know our kids enjoy it uh the communities enjoy it as well another question that i've not asked you is i know that you know i know your full focus is on this year's crew but have you started to put together next year's schedule and have you found an opening day opponent for next year yet that you could share yeah look i, I think um you know, for us, as far as a district is concerned, I, I don't. We didn't draw yet to know when the bye week is. You know, so like right now, my bye week's week eight, but there's, it, that can change. You know, so um, week week one will be Thibodeau. That's locked in. You know, we're gonna play Thibodeau to start it. Uh, week two was typically Thibodeau, so I'm, I'm looking for a week two or a week four through eight. Um, week three is gonna be Central Lafouche, so I'm looking at at at, at two more, but. Um, the one at the later part of the year is going to be a little tricky. You're going to have to see. And a lot of times we do that at the district meetings. We have to kind of see um, where the bye week falls. Okay. That sounds good, man. Look, uh, we've got another couple of days of practice before Ellender. What are some keys to victory? What are some things the Tarpons got to do well to get their fifth win of the year? Yeah. Well, look, I, I talked to the kid yesterday. You know, I, I kind of thought, you know, not going through the motion, but a little, we were a little down, you know. And, and it's natural, man. When you're looking on the defensive side of the ball and you're missing five, six starters, you know, it's it's hard to kind of, you know, stay positive and push through it. And they're looking like, well, man, coach, what are we supposed to, with all these guys out? So, you know, we, we I was stressing them yesterday, man. You know, we worked so hard to get to this point where we control our own destiny. And, um, you know, it's, and it's so cliche, but, man, it's got to be the next man up mentality. We're going to make it work, man. They got to trust that the best guys are going to be on the field. We got we got to believe and pray that we'll get some of them guys back healthy, you know, and, and, and be able to make a run at it. But, um, and after the talk, they kind of they kind of perked up a little bit, you know. But 
Um, and, and same thing with, with us as adults and coaches, man. Sometimes you got to just, you know, you got to push through that, that, that time where, where it's like you feel like you can't catch a break. You know, you turn around and then, you know, this one it happens. And you turn around and it's this. And then later on that day it's this one. And it's like, man, you know, we you know I live a good, I feel like I live all right, man. What I do to deserve, you know, <laughs> the injuries, man, you know, but um, they they were better, man. We talked about it yesterday after practice. We kind of was honest about the, you know, I kind of take a, try to take a straightforward approach with them. And, and um, they kind of perked up a little bit. And look, man, we're, we're going to do our best job to uh, to make it work. And I told them, man, it's a challenge, man. We're going to go out there and you got to play football. You know, you work too hard to get to this point and we can't let it slip. Look, one more to piggyback off of that question. Um, and look, I'm not I'm not pointing blame at anybody at all. But is it a situation now? Because look, there's been two years now where the injury bugs have bit you a little bit. Is this a situation where after the season you guys maybe tweak your strength and conditioning program a little bit to maybe prevent some of that? Or is it a situation where it's just bad luck? Yeah, well look, I I'm gonna tell you it's crazy because it's not it's not like your typical like like your shoulders and things like this. Just it's like ankles, you know, and um, we actually went to something week two of the season where every kid had to get taped for practice. Uh, it was more time-consuming. It took away from other things a little bit, but I felt like it was a necessity, you know, to have all the kids taped because that's something that we can – you can't prevent it, but we can help the situation, you know. Um, concussions, you really can. You know, shoulders, sometimes it is what it is. But ankles, I feel like we can try to – not prevent, like I said, but we can kind of try to keep that at bay. And um, look, for whatever reason, it's kind of like that – that that's like the deal this year is the ankles. So, um, you know, I actually talked to some of the coaches the other day. I'm going to try to buy maybe some of the big stability, like balls you can put on the ground and kind of add that into like a post-workout um, deal, you know, what kind of everybody, after we finish, if you finish, you know, you got to try to get, you know, two, two, three sets of ankle mobility in to see if that works, man, you know. And uh, sometimes it's just the nature of the game, but I feel like, you know, and me looking at myself in the mirror, maybe try that method next year, going into the offseason, kind of see if that helps. Very good. Thanks so much for the time, BJ. We'll chat soon, brother. Real quick, real quick. So, y'all put me on the spot all the time. I talked to Ben Bruce, one of my favorite kids in the school. He wanted to know if I could ask that if he can do the, uh, the Dominic Duce, all right, for the last home game. I said, I will ask the bosses to see if that's possible. I'm sure we could work something out to where he could get behind the mic. We'll, we'll try our best. How about that? All right, man. Sounds good. There we go. That's BJ right. Young doing a good job. BJ Young's good for the economy. He's trying to get people jobs on the air, man. We love to hear that. Benjamin is uh he speaks well, he sings well. I mean, might be able to work something out there, maybe share some time. Ah, Dominic got a grip on that mic. <laughs> you have to pry his fingers apart. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh look, let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk about some things that happened in the NFL. Um I saw some very interesting Derek Carr stuff. Um, got some interesting NBA stuff. We will talk about all of that in the next segment. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. the fastest I've ever eaten a granola bar. I didn't realize we were up against the end of the commercial. It's play-by-play. We want to thank BJ Young for the time. We want to thank Joe Riley for the time. Um, starting the NBA, um, we had two games last night. The Denver Nuggets defend their NBA championship against the Lakers and beat them 119-107. Yes. to 107. Um, And then in the nightcap, the first game of the Chris Paul experiment in Golden State ends in a loss. The Suns go on the road and beat them 108-104. to 104. Pelicans tip off tonight. Uh, they're taking on the Grizzlies. Is that in the blender? Nope. It's in Memphis, 7 o'clock tonight. No John Morant, no Steven Adams, no a lot of guys for Memphis. New Orleans, let me see the line there. New Orleans actually probably should be favored here. Yeah, even money. So 50-50 shot. Um, watching Golden State, we talked about this uh, yesterday's show. How would the fit be with Chris Paul? He played okay. 14 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, played 34 minutes. The Warriors couldn't throw it into the ocean last night, though. They were 10 of 43 from the three-point line. Um, yeah, a lot of misses. 33 misses from from three. And the Suns um, just had a little more firepower. Devin Booker scored 32 points. Kevin Durant scored 18 points. Now, that leads me to, and we'll talk a little bit about the Pelicans in just a second, but James Harden, who has been out, um, holding out, not going to practice, returned to Philadelphia today. And this is what pisses me off, man. This is why this situation, I truly believe both sides are wrong here. Um, joined the team and had every in, you know anticipated playing tomorrow against Milwaukee. So he returns from Houston, shows up for practice Wednesday, and gets told, yeah, you're not making the road trip. So if y'all don't want him, why y'all aren't trading him? And then on the flip side to that... You're a multi-million dollar athlete, James Wyatt. Like, both sides are handling this so poorly. Harden 
apparently has been dealing with an illness with his mother. That's why he's been out. Um, shows back up today, says, hey, you know, I got my bags packed. Let's go to Milwaukee. I'm good to go. And they leave him at home. All right. Let me ask you this. You're a head coach. <clears throat> you got a guy hasn't practiced what? Hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. The training facility, practice, whatever, just not around. Yep. Shows up day before your game. Yep. Hey, I'm here. Would you take him on a trip? If he led the NBA in assists last year, yeah. <laughs> but even though not playing at all, not practicing with all the stuff he's doing, what he said, if they take him, and let's say their intention was not to play him at all. Mm-hmm. But take him. What is he, what kind of stunt is he going to do? I don't know if I would trust him. So I can see where this game here. Look, you're not coming. Now he gets back in and starts practicing. Yeah, he's. But but, but I can see this first one where you wouldn't take him. If they continue to sit him and he's there and he's practicing, he is being a part of a team, and no. they just don't trade yes. him. If that's the, then, then that's wrong. I, yeah. Um. So we'll see. That that soap opera continues. They're opening tomorrow at Milwaukee. Um, so we'll see how it goes. He's not going to be available there. Uh, will be a chance for Tyrese Maxey to, to maybe shine a little bit. The Pelicans tonight taking on Memphis. It wouldn't be basketball season in New Orleans if New Orleans wasn't beat up. Um, they've got several guys out injured. Trey Murphy's out injured. Jose Alvarado is out injured. Najee Marshall's out injured. Um, so three rotation players who are out. Zion Williamson will be in the lineup. Um, what are you expecting, man? Look, I, you know how I'm a pessimist. You know <laughs> I think that they're going to get injured and have a rough year. Um, what do you think? Are you excited about this, or do you think it's going to be same old, same old, where they're going to look good when they're whole, but they're never going to be whole? Yeah, look, when they have everyone, I think they're going to they can, they can be good. The key is, will they have everyone? How long will they have everyone? But this is good entertainment tonight to watch the Pelican game and just see how long Zion's going to go before he he gets injured. It, like if it's in the past, I think it's good good entertainment tonight to sit and watch that game. And uh, if you're a New Orleans fan, <laughs> you're going to sit. And if he goes up and just comes down on his ankle and tweaks a little, there we go again. You can just uh-huh. hear him. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Um, talking some New Orleans Saints here, kind of shifting towards the little NFL. Uh, they're playing Sunday against Indianapolis. It's been a tumultuous week. Um, of course, you got Alave getting arrested. The body cam footage of that came out yesterday. He was trying to bribe the police officer. Oh, hey, I'm a, I play for the Saints, bro. To which the officer said, so? <laughs> which is what an officer should do. Um, Double his fine. Then I'm the watching. Grief y'all call me, calls me on Sundays. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm then watching inside the NFL last night, and everything in the NFL is mic'd up. Everybody, you know, there's cameras and mics everywhere. Um, and you heard some of the things that Derek Carr was saying whenever he was throwing his temper tantrum against uh, the Jags. And on that long pass play, on the, that infamous long pass play on third down where Carr just kind of airmailed the ball out of bounds into the stands, which is just basically a glorified throwaway. He ran off the field yelling and screaming, Olave, Olave, what are you doing? Run your bleeping route, like, in his face. Um, 
New Orleans is the chemistry is not very good right now. Carr's disgruntled and not happy um, because I don't think he likes the offensive system that they're running. I think he would want more vertical stuff down the field like they did in Las Vegas. It's a little more dink and dunk. Carr reportedly, and again, this is another piece, reportedly told New Orleans when he signed with New Orleans, I don't want any of this Taysom Hill crap. I want to be on the field every play. Apparently they agreed, signed him, and we're getting a bunch of Taysom Hill crap with Carr not on the field. Apparently he's a little disgruntled about that. Um, the water pod's bubbling. That water's about to start boiling. And and if things don't go well, if they don't get right against Indy on Sunday, those bubbles might start going over the pod and hitting the stove because this thing is boiling very quickly. And it's like I mean, everyone can see that a, a change is, is, is necessary. And it's like, okay, when is it going to happen? And it's like, you know, at the end of this, it's, it's going to happen sometime. Why not make the change now? And why wait? They're going to wait and get your organization embarrassed even more by the, the nonsense that's going to happen on the sidelines because we talked about it before. They're going to start arguing with the coordinators, the coaches and stuff. And that's embarrassing. And, and, they, they, Dennis Allen can easily uh, fix part of it and just put someone else call on the darn plays. But here's the thing, bro, and this is this is why. Let me see, New Orleans Saints staff. This is part why I think that Dennis Allen needs to be highly on the hot seat because I don't know that anybody else on the staff could do it. He's the head coach. Defensive play caller. Pete Carmichael is your offensive coordinator. Ronald Curry is your passing game coordinator. No one ever says that he's up for any type of head coaching jobs. Cody Burns, your receiver coach. Joel Thomas, your running backs coach. Doug Marone, your offensive line coach. Doug Marone has been a head, a head coach before. Maybe he could do it. Um, but he's the offensive line coach, and the offensive line's terrible. <laughs> so I don't know that he had – like that's one of the biggest things that I think Dennis Allen has failed at is I don't know that he's hired good people for some of these positions. Um, and I think at the end of the day, the reason why they're being so stubborn with this is because I don't think they trust anybody else to do it. And, and, and that, that's not a good thing to have. And it, could it be the better ones left and are in Denver now? Because I think they got six or seven coaches and a trainer. I believe that's, that's uh, with Denver. That was with the Saints. That's not encouraging, man. That's not a that's not a great thing to hear. They they take on Indy this weekend. I think it's going to be the crossroads game. You got to win that one. If you lose that one, I think it spirals out of control. Speaking of spiraling out of control, <laughs> to the Philadelphia Phillies and all of their fans who talked all of that noise on social media after you beat the Braves. Oh, we own the Braves. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> The Diamondbacks beat the Phillies on their home field, beat them two in a row in Philadelphia. The Snakes are going to the World Series 4-2. It's Arizona and Texas. It's a World Series that is not a very sexy matchup. I don't think the ratings will be great for it. But at least Bryce Harper doesn't win a ring again. Take a seat, Bryce Harper. The Phillies are supposed to be, oh, they're invincible at home. The crowd's rowdy and crazy. They were crazy sitting on their hands at the end of the game because the Snakes go on the road and get it done. Get out of my playoffs, Bryce Harper. Are you that upset that they beat your Braves? Yes. Hate Bryce Harper. Always have. 
man, that you were rooting just against them because they beat the Braves. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a rivalry too. I mean, right? I mean, that's a division rival. Like, yeah, that's a team that I dislike all year long, not just. No, okay. I, I thought it was just because they. Oh no, no! It would have been the same if it would have been the Mets or the Nationals or Miami or any anybody in the division. It'd be like if the Falcons were in the playoffs. Of course, you'd be rooting against them. Yes. So yeah. We got Arizona and Texas uh, playing in the World Series. That should be some fun. Two new teams and also two teams that didn't win their division, which goes to show that the playoff formula is maybe not the best. Didn't Arizona – were they a wild card that just got in? Both teams were a wild card, yep. The Rangers lost the, their division to Houston on the last day, and Arizona was a wild card with an 84-78 and 78 record. That just goes to show that in baseball, amongst any other sport, you just got to get in. They, they Arizona got into the playoffs by one game over the Chicago Cubs, and they're going to the World Series and have a chance crazy, to win it all. crazy. But look, you got to give them credit for going into Philly. And Hell yeah. Two yeah, times look, in a row? Hell yes. yeah. That, that's that's hard to do, man. Uh, that place rocks in the postseason. It's, it's very hard to do. Let's catch a break when we get back out of it. Um, yeah, what the hell. Let's do the mailbag in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and cut off the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Cheers! Cheers, please. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got our mailbag. I got nine questions loaded up, including one that just came during the commercial break from a listener. If you've got a question for me, Casey just clerk. Nope. 
false start. Justclare Casey at gmail.com. Casey Justclare on Facebook. Casey underscore Justclare on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Facebook. Find a way to get me your questions. The first question is from a listener who wants to know, will Derek Carr be a member of the New Orleans Saints next season? Um, this is a hard one, man. Um, I think we've seen he's not the answer, right? Um, he struggled mightily throughout the course of the year. The Saints have played seven games. He's got six touchdowns. He's not even getting a touchdown a game. The Saints have played seven games. He's got 1,600 yards. He's on pace to not even get 4,000 yards. Look, touch you like this. He's on pace to have 3,886 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. I mean, that's not next-level generational quarterback stuff. But with that having been said, they signed him to a long-term deal, and to release him after that one year, you'd be swallowing a lot of money. And it's a cap situation in New Orleans. It's not ideal. So I think they're stuck with him for the next couple of years. I think Carr will be back in New Orleans next season. But I could see the team perhaps drafting a guy with an early-round pick, maybe the first or second-round pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he'll be back. Um Simply because, who else? Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, you're just kind of up a creek without a paddle right now. Teams to look for in our local prep hoops schedule. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, boys, Central Lafouche should be very good. E.D. White's going to be scrappy. I think Thibodeau's going to be better. South Lafouche is a mystery. A lot of young kids, that they're going to play hard as hell. They're going to be a tough out. You go to Terrebonne Parish, um, Cornell's telling us he's not as talented as he normally is, um, so maybe they're slightly down, but will still be very competitive. Vanderbilt is the big dog. H.L. Bourgeois is going to be much improved. Covenant Christian got a ton of kids. If they could get some of those kids eligible, they'll be much improved. Homa Christian should be pretty solid. Terrebonne, I don't think I mentioned them. Terrebonne High should be uh, solid. Um, So I don't know, with the exception of Vanderbilt, I don't know that we're going to have like a team that'll be like the number two seed in their bracket, but I think we've got a lot of teams locally who's going to be like number 13 through 20 in their bracket. I think we've got a lot of teams in the middle, but only Vanderbilt at the top. On the girls, Vanderbilt head and shoulders above everyone else locally, like on top of the mountain, everybody else is at the middle of the mountain. Huge gap between they and everybody else. Assumption will be pretty good. Um Thibodeau, Ashley Adams had a young team last year. They're going to be really good. Ellender's going to be down. Don't have very many bodies this year. They lost a lot. Um, the team I'm most interested in, in seeing is Terrebonne. I want to see what Cassidy Barrios could do with Terrebonne. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a really good basketball season and, and, and year for our area, and we can't wait. I think next week, or maybe not next week, but next we've got a media day over at Terrebonne General. Yeah, on the second. Uh... So next week. Enlighten us on uh, some some news you have. Yeah, well, the next question is, what are my thoughts on the Kathy Luke situation at Homer Christian School? Um, I guess I'm in the minority here um, because, boy, just reading some stuff on social media, Coach Luke has some haters, man. Um, I like Kathy. I always have. I think she's a good friend. She's always been good to me. Um, anytime I've ever been dealing with something, she always calls and checks in. And, you know, um, apparently she was – practicing with kids that were not in her program and 
which is not illegal, by the way, but the fact that they held one or two of those practices at her home gym because it was the only gym she could get into in that particular day. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and w- with the Cassie Luke situation, uh, it was uh, kids that were were uh, not even high school aged, I believe. Yeah, yeah, middle school kids. Yeah, it was middle school, middle school. kids, which I mean, still doesn't make it right. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. A shame. Uh, she tells me she's not retiring, and then she'll be back next year. So um, we'll see. And we certainly wish her the best. And I'm giving her a little time to decompress, but she did tell me that she's not fearful to speak publicly about what happened and uh, at some point we're going to have her on the radio to tell her side of the story uh next listener wants to know casey what's your lsu alabama pick um i felt better about it until i knew that denver harris and deuce chestnut wouldn't be available lsu's gonna have almost all freshman cornerbacks against alabama um i think lsu's gonna score a lot i really do i think that their offense is just one that's gonna score on everybody that they play if they could if lsu could limit Milrow from getting those big 50, 60 yard passes, keep the receivers in front of you and make them drive the field instead of going down the field in two or three plays. The longer Alabama has the ball, the more opportunities Milrow has to screw something up. If LSU can limit the big plays, I think they'll win. If not, Alabama's going to, you know, at home is going to take care of business. I don't think playing it at home has an impact on the game because Alabama has lost uh, some games at home before. Um, could be a good game, but uh, look, right now, still got over a week to go, to, but I, I give uh, LSU uh, an advantage. So, uh, next question. What are you hearing about the Nichols men's basketball team? Um, hearing is kind of a loot. Like, I'm not hearing a whole lot, but I am seeing – they're way more active on social media, posting practice videos and clips of the kids, you know, cutting up in the locker room and having fun. So the energy's good. Um, I just don't know what it's going to look like on the floor because they have, I mean, just an entirely new roster. I mean, I'm going to pull up their roster here. I mean, it's going to be like literally just two or three kids back from last season. Um, Coach Sadler is... Got the guys bought in, though. I mean, they look like they're having fun in the preseason. Everybody has fun until you get punched in the face, right? But looking at the roster, there's one, two, three returning players who played last year and zero returning starters. And then the rest is just a bunch of transfers from all over the place, man. And look at some guys who are transferring and off of having success at their previous school. So it's some talented kids, uh, but until we see it, uh, I I don't have a clue what it's going to look like. But I am seeing some good energy in the practice clips that I see. Uh, next question comes from a listener who asked me this during the commercial break. Will we see Carson Ogeron play safety at some point the rest of the season? To the listener, I got to tell you, yeah, because he, he did play a little bit of safety actually on Friday. He got in there in some pass situations, uh, third and long or whatever. Um Look, man, I'll say this. I think Carson Ogeron is a college football player. I don't know if he's a college football quarterback, but I do think he could play corner or safety or slot receiver or something like that where he could use his size or his uh, speed and his athleticism. So, yeah, I think you should expect to see him play a little bit both ways. Not every snap. They're not going to burn him out because he's such a big part of the offense. But if it's third and 12, yeah, go be free safety. Go make stuff happen. I do think that's something that we're going to see. Yeah, situational. He'll be in there. 
Why did someone ask me this next question? What is your favorite Taylor Swift song? Jesus. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to ask you this. Can you name me any Taylor Swift song? No, I can't. No. I I know the music. Yeah, you if you would hear it on the radio, you would know the song, you just probably don't know and, that it's Taylor and, Swift. Exactly. I I'll, I'll probably hear a song not even knowing it's her. So and, like so, but that, name us no. That famous song, Shake It Off, Shake It Off. Woohoo. That that's Kill, Taylor that Swift. That's terrible. As my beautiful singing voice. But to answer the question, because I, because by the way, I get the feeling that this was a question that was asked to me because I say often on here that I'm a Swifty and that I love seeing her on Sundays. And this is probably coming from somebody who doesn't believe me that I'm actually a Swifty. My favorite Taylor Swift song is Antihero. So take that and stick it in your ear, person who asks the question. I do like Taylor Swift, and I do know some of her songs. Never you know? heard of that one. It wasn't she won't I think it's Taylor Swift where something about uh, someone wanted to her to write a love song, and she said she wrote a song. I'm not gonna write you a love song. Or <laughs> my good friend Abby would be so disgusted with you right now. She's the biggest Swifty I know, and um, but is you're, you're right. A lot, yeah, you're right. Just the way that you explained it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it. I, I get you. I'm. I'm well, with how you. would you explain it? The same way you did, but that's the point is that you and I don't have the vocabulary that she and the Swifties do, and the Swifties come for blood if you speak illly like we are doing right now. Well, I'll delete this last part. <laughs> uh, but yes, Antihero. It, uh, that's, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. That song. I could play it for you during the commercial break if you but want. But that's to. not the song I was talking no, about. No, 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 no. Okay, I was confused. No. What is the NBA champ, or what is your NBA championship pick? Um, oh God, dog. That's a. Uh, I like the Clippers roster a lot if James Harden gets out there. Um, because when you'd have Paul George, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and Zubach in the middle, that's oh, that's a tough team. Um, don't buy the Lakers, and especially don't buy the Lakers based off of last night when Darvin Ham said LeBron James is only going to play twenty-five to thirty minutes a night. I mean, if if LeBron's just in semi-retirement. Um, they don't have a chance. Um, don't buy the Warriors. I don't think Steph. Uh, I don't think um, Chris Paul fits there. Um, don't think Denver could repeat. Don't believe in Lillard helping the Bucks. So I'm running out of teams to pick here. I'm going to go Boston. How about that? I'll go with the Boston Celtics because I love what Drew Holiday is going to bring to that team in the postseason. I think he's going to bring a toughness and a physicality that they were lacking. Boston has been close. I think Drew Holiday puts them over the top. I'm going to go with the Celtics. That, that's a good pick. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, last question. No, no, you know what? We got two more because I'm going to make up one. I'm going to ask myself a question. The last question from a listener. Is there any chance that L.A. Knight beats Roman Reigns out at the Saudi show? No. No, he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. He's going to put up a strong fight. He's going to keep his push going. The fans are going to love it. They're going to be saying, yeah, they're going to be doing all the trademarks and everything with him. But Roman is going to win that matchup. The question that I'm going to ask, this is from Casey from Cutoff, who wants to know, Brian, did you get hot dogs in the press box last night at Golden Bell? Oh, absolutely no. The buildup. I could have sworn we were promised food last night. And, boy, I, I don't remember eating nothing. The build, Look, we didn't start this. Yeah, no, we didn't ask. We were told. The buildup was so much. It was so high where 
hot dogs, donuts, and he eat. I do it right, and this and that, and nothing. We were eating cough drops. Yes, that was that was the extent. Ain't nobody respects the damn. I, and I, I hope is nothing. And he built it up. We had homemade hot dogs and homemade chili. Bah. We're kidding, Hennessy. We love you, man. <laughs> don't please don't well, take offense to what we're saying. Well, Travis, Kelsey, Mary, Taylor Swift. Hell no. Hell no. No. Taylor Swift has made her career singing about breakups, dude. Like, yeah, he's going to be the topic of her next CD. But no, they're, no. I don't even think they're dating right now. You don't ever see them hugging or kissing. I think that that's just a drinking buddy, and they're both making money with one another right now because Taylor Swift commercials are playing on NFL games. That would have never happened. And Taylor Swift fans are buying Chief jerseys. That would have never happened. I think they're just in a partnership right now. That's all they're doing. Well, look, if Travis Kelsey's looking for drinking buddies, you want to fly out to Kansas City? Me? Yeah. You've seen me drink. That would be a boring experience for him. Well, could have had a trip. Yeah, well, no. I mean, yeah, if he's willing, yeah. I just don't know how much fun he would oh, have. Oh, no, he ain't willing. You know, two sips in and, you know, I'm going to bed. It's, it's I'm usually glad I got that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the questions. It's probably the last time we ever do a mailbag segment if my partner insists on blackmailing me. But let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We will talk about LSU. Brian Kelly had some things to say. Um by week, heading into the Alabama matchup, some guys are going to be in, some guys are going to be out. We'll give you the latest. It's right back. We're right back after this on Play by Play. Attention, LA1 commuters. Changes are coming to the GoPass toll system. We're updating the look on our website and invoices. We're also simplifying vehicle classifications from 8 to 3, making it easier to figure out your toll costs. Having GoPass is the most convenient way to drive on LA1 and guarantees the lowest available rate. Tag fee wave for new subscribers. All these changes are automatic. Just keep your eyes on the road and keep on going with GoPass. Need to sign up? Visit GoPass.com. That's G-E-A-U-X-P-A-S-S.com. Villa Rose Civic Center presents the annual French Food Festival, October 27th through the 29th, featuring carnival rides, games, crafters, auctions, and kids' activities. Come hungry and leave happy, because there's no shortage of French food all weekend. Then dance the night away on Friday with Guarantee, Rough and Ready, and Dream Junkies. On Saturday, it's Ryan Foray and the Foray Tradition, Chubby Carrier, Shorts in December, and Contraflow. On Sunday, it's Waylon Thibodeau and Benjamin Bruce and the Acadians. The French Food Festival, 307 East 5th Street in La Rose. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. All your auto repairs for your first call should be Detroit's Paint and Body Shop, located at Highway 3235 in La Rose. They're established since 1997. Detroit's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Detroit's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me. Troy's Paint Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133. 
Meet Bruce. Hey there. He's a busy soccer dad who's trying hard to learn the game. Go for the end zone. Whoops. Luckily, other things come easy, like banking with Chase. On a tip from his banker, he set up Autosave in the Chase mobile app. So what are you saving for, Bruce? Father-daughter soccer camp. Smart bankers, convenient tools. One bank with the power of both. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Autosave requires a Chase checking and savings account. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackage. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Hopefully nobody's singing this song to us. Um, no, you don't give us hot dogs. That's the song you get. <laughs> it's play-by-play play on KLEB. Um, Brian, you, you said we had a late mailbag question come in? Yeah, when was the last time you were left in the dark? Left in the dark? Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday, leaving <laughs> Golden Meadows Middle School's game with LCO. The, the, the old Motel 6 commercials, uh, you know, we'll leave the light on for you. Um, they didn't leave on the lights for us last <laughs> night, man. They, the lights went out. But anyway, um, we'll talk some, some LSU in this segment. Um, Brian Kelly said that Emory Jones will be in the lineup for the Alabama game. He sprained his ankle, missed the last game. He'll be back. That's a big piece. Brian Kelly also said that Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut, two transfer defensive backs, are inactive. Um, he was asked to elaborate on what inactive means, and it sure as hell sounds like inactive means suspended. And he said they're part of the program. They're not practicing, blah, 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 blah. So LSU will be approaching the game. Oh, and by the way, Zai Alexander, another cornerback, is out injured. So LSU will be approaching the game with Alabama with a whole slew of freshman defensive backs. But out injured like now or for the game? He, Brian Kelly said it's, it's not looking good for him yeah. to get back. Um, so if there's one thing, and look, I, I by and large, I, I think that Brian Kelly is doing a pretty good job at LSU. The program is far more stable than what it was when he inherited it. You've got an offense that's humming. You're continuing to recruit at a high level. If there's one gripe and if there's one complaint that I would have is that I think sometimes we need to understand that another man's trash isn't necessarily going to be your treasure. Denver Harris is a guy who should have never been brought into the LSU program to begin with. This is a guy who was thrown out at Texas A&M for apparently, allegedly smoking marijuana in the locker room during a game. Then had incidences with a bunch of speeding tickets, and the guy was troubled coming in. You thought because, and I say you talking to Coach Kelly, not to you, Brian, um, you thought that you could reform him and turn him around and make him something that he maybe isn't because he was a former five-star player out of high school, and now you're facing your biggest stretch of the season without him because he's unreliable. So if there is a gripe, 
And look, the portal also works both ways. Because the portal got you Joe Burrow and Jaden Daniels, right? So I'm not trying to say do like Clemson and don't get anybody there. I just think they need to maybe vet some of these guys a little better because I could have told you last spring when Denver Harris came into the program that this would be trouble. And sure enough, it's it's trouble. and He's not available, and that hamstrings you against Alabama. you got some very talented receivers and a bunch of very inexperienced defensive backs. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the defensive line to get some pressure on, on Milrow in a, in a week and a half whenever those two teams lock up. Yeah, and if you look, you can pressure Milrow. I think that's going to force him into some very bad situations. What do you make of the Harbaugh thing? Dude, this is starting to get nasty, bro. Um, apparently, the assistant coach in question bought tickets to like 15 schools, bought tickets to 12 of the 13 Big Ten schools, and I saw an interview after a game between Michigan and Rutgers last year where Rutgers coach Greg Schiano was saying, yeah, we know what they're doing over there isn't right. It's just a matter of someone doing something about it. So Greg Schiano felt all the way back to last year that his signs were being stolen and that some shenanigans were going on, and now it's coming to light. Um, there are two camps of people here. The first camp tends to say, hey, that's just scouting, bro. Like, that's just doing what you're supposed to do. Then there's another camp of people who are saying, hey, the NCAA tells you you can't do this. You shouldn't be doing it. Um, not Especially not to the extreme that Michigan is apparently doing it. And then I saw a stat the other day that five seasons ago, Michigan under Harbaugh had a below 500 record against the spread. But in the last three years, since they've allegedly been doing this, they have the best record in the country against the spread, which makes it look like maybe there's something changed. Maybe they've got a little advantage. So how hot do you think this is going to actually get? The investigation is just starting. There are some people who are really mad about this. Michigan is already kind of in some NCAA trouble. That's why Harbaugh was suspended the first three games of the season. And there's a lot of people speculating that this offseason – tail between the legs back to the NFL because he knows the heat's coming. How hot do you think this is going to get? Uh, if it didn't die down now, I think it's going to continue to get worse for him. But what what is the actual – do you know the actual rule on it? Uh, I know that it, it – doing apparently – I think it's similar to high school where like you can maybe send people to other people's games. I think when recording becomes involved, that's where – and I think that might be where they kind of got zapped a little bit. Um, bro, it's, uh, there's a lot of people who are really pissed off about this. Apparently all the other schools in Michigan's conference are not happy and are wanting to see, um, wanting to see change. And I don't know how it's going to come. I know Harbaugh's got some strikes against him, but one thing that usually gets some strikes off of you is being undefeated and they're undefeated right now. So I'm very interested to see where this heads. And if they are highly upset in it must be a rule that he broke, and if he, he knew it, and if he didn't know it, shame on him. Yeah, something. And Look, I'm not a fan of Harborough at all. Someone else you're not a fan of is Deion Sanders. He had to offer his opinion on the Michigan scandal yesterday when he said, I don't know how accurate any of that stuff is. He said everybody's trying to get an edge. Everybody's trying to get an edge wherever they can. You, have, you could have somebody's whole game plan. They can mail it to you, but you still got to stop it. Deion, come on, bro. If you know what they're running, of course it gives you an advantage, dude. 
Yeah. It, but I mean, when it's coming, it, well, yeah, you know, with the signals, you know when it's coming. Huge advantage. But look, I'm not a fan of, of Dion, but he a lot of times he uh, he says things that make sense. Maybe not oh, this. He's one. a very smart man. Maybe not this one here. But he's a very he, smart man. He, and he says a lot of things that make sense. I, I just he is going to be the next head coach of my NFL team. So I mean, I got to start warming mercy. up to him at some point. <laughs> they actually play UCLA this weekend. Um, trying to get back on the horse after that tough loss against Stanford. In the college slate this weekend, we got Florida State and Wake Forest. We got Florida and Georgia, BYU and Texas. Arch Manning is likely to get the start for Texas on Saturday against BYU. I am of the opinion, and this is, I promise you, this is not me just saying this because he's a Louisiana kid who didn't go to LSU. I watched him in high school and was never all that impressed. Never to the point of, hey, this is the number one player in the country. I saw a number one quarterback in the country in Ryan Perlou. I saw Arch. I saw Perlou up here, Arch down here. When Newman would lose games, they would often not score. When East St. John lost games, they would lose 50 yeah. to 40. Um, I don't know that he's ready for this. Why is he starting? Uh, Quinn Ewers, their starter, is out. He's out injured. So he was the backup or? He didn't come in on Saturday when Ewers went down, but uh, Sarkeesian said that Arch will be, quote, ready to roll. Um, well, actually, you know what? Now that I say that, uh, Co Coach Sarkeesian said that the backup, Malik Murphy, will be the starter this weekend, but then he also added Arch is ready to roll. So um, looks like he might get his first opportunity this weekend, and I'm very interested to see. Of course, he could still maintain his red shirt playing four games, but boy, I That'll be one that a lot of folks will be looking forward to if he's able to get his first reps. Yeah, I, I would like to see it, see what he can do. I'd like to see him get sacked several times. No, of course. <laughs> Hate him, you, you're a big Texas fan? Texas no, beat Alabama. But, but I'm cheering for Arch Manning. I'm not. Uh, yes, I know that. I'm not. That's obvious. <laughs> uh, Florida and Georgia this weekend A, it's the dumbest thing ever that they play this game in Jacksonville every year Georgia just willingly chooses to make this a road game every year B, Napier coaching on the hot seat Georgia's a 14 and a half point favorite Can Florida play with them? Florida's won two in a row They beat Vanderbilt in South Carolina um, Can Florida play with them? I, I think they can for a while because I don't think Georgia's not Georgia of past years but uh, what they win I don't I doubt it, but they can play with them for a while. But only 14 and a half points. Only? I thought that was a lot. Uh, Who Who's the Florida. best team in college football right now? Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, that, that's what no I was getting clue. at. That was what I was getting at. You know what would be crazy? And we're not going to see it this year, so me bringing it up is irrelevant. This would be a great year to have the 12-team Oh, would it ever. Because there's a lot of teams like Florida State, Penn State, Texas, Oregon, Georgia, LSU slash Alabama, whoever would win that one, Washington. Like, there's a lot of teams that I think are very sound. I didn't even mention Michigan and Ohio State. Um, yeah, this would be a perfect year uh, to, to have it like that. But unfortunately, we got to wait another year. Yep. We want to thank, excuse me, everybody for listening. We want to thank everybody for sending in their questions. We want to thank Coach Joe Riley as well as Coach BJ Young. 
We got here. Oh, playing a little music. Okay, I thought you had a bit that we're playing. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. I'm going to Rouse's and get me two hot dogs. Have a great rest of the day. Adios. Love you guys. <laughs>